When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Thanks for listening to the Lakers Fast Break Podcast, part of the Hoopheads Podcast Network. Check out all their awesome basketball shows today at hoopheadspod.com. another episode of the Lakers Fast Break Podcast. It's Gerald Glassford coming right back at you here from Lakers Fast Break, Pop Country Cosmos, Inside Sports Fantasy Football, Game Source, and Lakerholics.com. We truly appreciate everyone following and listening to all of our shows. And if you can, please give us a five-star review on Apple Podcasts. Plus, if you can like us and follow us. And do everything you can to support us right here at the Lakers Fast Break, Pop Culture Cosmos, Inside Sports Fantasy Football, Game Source, the guys at Lakerholics.com, and also the great folks at the Hoopheads Podcast Network. It is sincerely appreciated. Well, the Lakers still with several players out with health and safety protocols, with still AD out with his knee injury, said, you know what? If we can't play defense, we're just going to outscore you. And that's what they did today with a tremendous offensive showing and a lackluster defensive showing. They just said, you know what? You can score. We'll score more. And with LeBron James scoring 32 points, 11 rebounds, 11 assists for his triple-double, Russell Westbrook coming in with 24 points, 12 rebounds, and 10 assists for his triple-double, and a great performance by Malik Monk and Carmelo Anthony added on top of that. And the Lakers on a down-the-stretch game, which was very close, back and forth, but with LeBron James and Russell Westbrook playing a brilliant two-man game in the final two minutes, pull ahead for the victory, 132-123, to 123, and helping the Lakers now move up to 17-18. and 18. Still in the seventh spot right there in the NBA Western Conference, pending what Denver's going to be doing tonight in the State. So that's still underway as we record this. But here today to talk about the game and the Lakers' great offensive showing and still concerning defense. But, hey, we can score. We can score. Our two great guests, indeed. you got to go ahead and catch both their great articles and they're both their great column sites at Lakerholics.com. Jamie Sweet with his five things, Laker Tom with his crazy trades. In fact, he had a couple over the air on at Laker Tom, but also his great articles there at Lakerholics.com. It is Jamie Sweet first off because he was first here. And Jamie, great to have you part of the show. I'm cold just looking at you, man. I'm, just <laughs> cold, I'm cold just looking at you. Listen, man, I broadcast from a garage. It's like 52 here. So that means it's like uh, 57 in the garage. So, you know, I got the beanie. Got, got what'd the, you do to get banished? 
I got the triple. La- I got the triple layers. Uh, I don't have Michael a scarf. Thomas yet, but, uh, asking what you did to get banished to the garage. Oh, it's just. I mean, I, it's where it's quiet. Oh, okay. Well, I feel like I should be getting a fishing pole and taking out you, some. You heard my house on Christmas Day. You saw my kid. So there's there's no quiet upstairs. So I banished Well, V Garcia is here. Truly appreciate him joining back up with us. Hope all is well, V. Congratulations on all your success this year, and wishing you a great new year as well. Stay safe and healthy, everyone out there that's watching and listening. But Jamie, a great offensive performance. The Lakers, with LeBron playing five and Carmelo playing four, it's a recipe for concern on the defensive end, but sure does, when it clicks, it really works on the offensive end. You know, to to be absolutely honest, it was not Carmelo Anthony who started at the four, but Stanley Johnson, who seems to have quickly endeared himself to the coaching staff in terms of Well, this is the kind of thing where, okay, a guy comes in, has a decent game, then, of course, you start him. We're seeing this trend throughout the NBA right now due to the circumstances. Stanley Johnson, nine points, but five fouls, which is one of the reasons why he wasn't in the NBA, because he has a tendency to overplay and foul quickly, but... You saw a lot of effort on him today, but Carmelo played an extensive amount of time at the four, getting a nice 24.9 rebound performance and two block oh, shots himself. Listen, I love Carmelo Anthony. He's been so much fun to watch every single game. I just thought it was kind of shocking that two games in, Stanley Johnson starting, uh, you know, in place of either Dwight Howard or DeAndre Jordan. So that is a nice <laughs> – and because Trevor Ariza is out, right? So, and Frank Vogel's not coaching. Well, that's that's the thing. David Fitzdale it has adjusted far quickly, far more quickly, I think, than maybe we would, we would have seen Frank done. But I think it's also by necessity. I mean, Houston yeah. plays small. We played small. Yeah. We just played the matchup game. And so it was nice to see that we played the matchup game and that we let Stanley Johnson burn his 5,000 starting role and let Carmelo Anthony save his stuff for – a bench role, which he is, I think, far better suited for at this point in his career. He, he feasts on backups as he should. He's still Carmelo Anthony, just, you know, a lesser version of the same player because he's he's a little older and he's lost a step or two. You know, LeBron's stat line has got a curious curiosity to it. 11, three, triple 11s, 11 field, goal, field goals made, 11 rebounds, and 11 assists. So Two uh, players. Two players with triple doubles. triple doubles. Yeah. Not since uh, I think he and Lo- LeBron and Lonzo did it, right? Like yes. Four years correct. ago-ish, something like that. Three and a half, four years ago. Yeah. Anyway, it's been a while. But you, you got to beat Houston. You know, like we should have beaten San Antonio. You got to beat Houston. You got to beat these teams that are beatable at this point. You, you can't – there's no more learning. <laughs> can't afford too many more learning games as a team. Uh, we, yeah. we ought to know what's going on. So, uh, you know, if you, if you ain't learned it yet, that's probably why you're on the bench. And so to that, LeBron and the G-Leaguers played great. Russ had one of his most efficient scoring games as a Laker. I mean, the team in general isn't going to score like this most nights. So. It's still a roller coaster ride, my friend, with him. Uh, I mean, oh, yeah. simply, nobody's guarding him, just trying to walk the ball up as you know, simply. And sometimes <laughs> oh, yeah. a challenge hits the top of the backboard, misses a slam dunk. But yes, managed to somehow on the box score be increasingly just valuable there. But it's a roller coaster ride with Russ, man. He's in attack mode 100% of the time. That's... I think the guy, I want to give the guys from the uh, the Lakers podcast out there the Kamenitsky's credit for creating the word rustration. So there you go. <laughs> I, I like I like AK and BK. I'm glad that's a good good good. Well done, well done. I, yes. I approve. I approve, uh, Kamenitsky brothers. There's a yeah. price for rustration too. 
Yes, there's a price, there but there's, there's, listen, it's a risk reward. Again, what great passing, what great passing down the Well, I'll get to you a second. I'm going to get to you a second, Laker, Tom. No, but uh, Tom's, just, Tom's right. Tom's right. right. We, we saw a lot more LeBron off the ball in the fourth quarter, which I think generated a lot more movement yes. down the stretch when you need, you don't Agreed. need a lot of movement. You don't well need guys said. going all crazy. You just need a guy who's cutting at the right time. And like so many times in the fourth quarter, our offense is like, oh man, LeBron's got the ball. Let me that well, that two man game that they played with about three minutes left, starting there at several possessions where yep. it was just LeBron and Russ going yep. back and forth, it created no, they had a, a lot of layups. game going down the stretch. And there's no reason, even when AD comes back, like there's no reason until somebody shows you can stop that, don't under rely on it. Over rely well, well, on it. That's something that we talked on about on the Christmas game, was where you have something that you like, keep going to it. Don't I, go away from it. And right, they did on Christmas. And that was that that's that was one of my biggest problems with the Christmas game. Not so much Russ's. I mean, I obviously Russ's misdunk didn't help things, but like I thought the coaching staff reacted so slowly at times to what Brooklyn was running and what Brooklyn was doing and what not reinforcing with the players, like what was working on our end. And so at least for a game, and you know, as in some ways, the frustration roller coaster that we're on is sort of just a, a that is what the Lakers season is so far. The Lakers haven't figured out, and this is uh, you know, no one person or player or anything, any it's no singular person's fault, it's a for organizational fault. They haven't figured out how to play well with Russ, and we just, I think, for the first time, I mean, how many games have LeBron and Russ played now? I want to say this was the 11th. It's been more than that. I mean, Russ has been there every game, and this is LeBron's. They played 15 game. games with all three superstars so far this year. But okay. Russ and LeBron have played about 22, 23 games. Right. Okay. Point being, it's still for everybody I, because of how things have worked out. It's it, you know, and this isn't an excuse. This is just a reality. And again, the question isn't when, if they figure out for me, it's when. And we saw tonight. I thought the best two-man game between LeBron and Russ that we've seen. Now, is some of that Houston's terrible defense? Yes, some of that is Houston's terrible defense. But for them to recognize it and exploit it and continue to exploit it, I think bodes well for their partnering in the future because that's how they're going to have to win. They're going to have to win on the floor in the fourth quarter together, sharing the ball, not just LeBron dribbling it for 22 seconds and launching a shot from wherever he gets the shot off from, but with basketball action <laughs> with real yeah. basketball action with real simple not complex basketball movement and it's it's not they're both smart enough to do it they just have to choose to do it and they have to choose to do it more consistently than they have to date this is Raphael from nbadraftjunkies.com and you are listening to the lakers fast break Check out what's been going on with the Pop Culture Cosmo Show and the PCC Multiverse. My last movie that I saw in the theaters was The Last Skywalker. I know, condolences to me. Wow, man. Right. I I just had talked about that and I completely forgot that I saw that movie. Yes. (laughs) (laughs) That doesn't speak great things about it, I suppose. That's the Pop Culture Cosmo Show. And the PCC Multiverse. Catch our shows on Worldwide Radio seven days a week and wherever you get your podcasts. 
wanted to mention that V Garcia said, why is Jamie Sweet in the doghouse? What did he do? And I said, Jamie Sweet is always in the doghouse. Listen, this is what you do to me, Gerald. You you say I'm banished to the ground. I put myself here, V. V, I am here of my own volition. It's a quiet Okay. There's, there's, there, this is, this is the, you know, I feel like I gotta go get my Lakers parka on. That's just all. I just when I see. Well, it, I noticed you ditched cold. the Ofer hat, so I ditched my Ofer hat as well. So that, yes. I know. Okay. Well, I have it right no, here. No, no. Oh, there you go. No, I will put it on. I will put it on. But VRC also said that Laker Tom, he's his guy, and there he goes putting on that the Lakers Santa hat. There you go. But Laker Tom is also here. You got to go ahead and catch his latest articles at Lakerholics.com and his also crazy trade requests at, at Laker Tom, of course, on Twitter. I mean, Laker Tom, John Wall, Christian Wood for the Lakers. I'm not sure I'm digging that, but Christian Wood, of course, but not the John Wall part of it, but that's another conversation for another day. But the Lakers today, brilliant two-man game down the stretch. You got to be impressed with that. The way they executed, and I, I'm, of course, the defense is obviously something right now that's going to be very suspect with the limited amount of personnel that they have. But your thoughts on today's game, my friend? Well, I think you have to, you always have to keep these games in perspective because, first off, we're missing AD, we're missing four other guys because of health and safety protocol. None hasn't played yet so far this year. Um, you know, and so, yeah, you've got LeBron and, and, and Russ. And no matter how many times LeBron and Russ have played together this year, or even LeBron and Russ and AD have played together this year, we have not had a consistent fourth and fifth person playing with them all year. It's just been a different cast of crazy characters. And the big problem that we have, you can see it tonight, they made a decision that they weren't going to play any of the centers. We were going to play centerless basketball. And uh, this was the very first start in LeBron's 19-year career at center. And I I salute it. I think that this was a terrific move at this point in time. And, you know, it's kind of funny. I I wrote an article about the case for LeBron James not only to remain as a starter at center, but even to continue as a center once Anthony Davis comes back. And there's a lot of reasons behind that when you start to look at it, because first, LeBron has that lower center of gravity that he can actually defend a lot of these guys and and hold his position down in the low post. And AD basically gets pushed around, but he's great. He's a great help defender. He's a great shot blocker when he's not, when it's not his guys covering. And the Lakers are going to go small unless they do something, you know, in the trade market. Um, This is a good sign because we saw earlier in the first half, there were some really good moments where it was LeBron with the ball and Russ playing off of the ball and cutting, going back door, getting open. Um, we saw Bradley do a lot of that same thing with LeBron. And then to reverse it around and have Russ have the ball at the top of the key. And and LeBron is LeBron is unstoppable as a roller. You know, you talk about all of the advantages that Anthony Davis has inside, but my God, trying to cover LeBron James when he rolls. It's like they were saying, if you if you go under that screen at the top, LeBron is just going to run that guard down right underneath the basket until he gets a pass. And he's still, you know, he's still a force. And it's speed versus power. As you get older, you lose the speed, but your power is still there. And so LeBron, LeBron, I wrote before, is ultimately going to be a small ball five in this league. That's how he's going to end his career as a Los Angeles Laker. And we saw things tonight, I think Jamie's absolutely correct, that 
it's the little adjustments that they're making to really take advantage of their superstars that's really important. We had four guys score 25 points tonight. I mean, I can't even remember when the last time we've had that happen. Man, even even the guys who didn't have great nights plus minus wise, um, Johnson still scored nine points and THT had a tough game. Bradley, I thought, had an excellent game. Listen, you know, you wonder what Frank is, you wonder what Frank is, uh, what he's messaging to Tisdale at halftime and, you know, before the game and so forth. But I'm sure one of the bullet points was Avery Bradley and another bullet point was Stanley Johnson, you know. And that's one of the things that LeBron playing the five really does because even when AD comes back, it's a possibility that Anthony Davis may be able to play his preferred power forward. And Frank will get his two bigs and LeBron will play the five and the Lakers will be a really tough small ball team for anybody to handle. You know, I don't know. I just wanted to go ahead. With Embiid and and Jokic and guys like that. But hey, it's a fun game when we can go out there and do this. And, you know, hey, the Rockets, it's supposed to be like the worst team in the West and one of the two worst teams in the league. Man, they've got some talent on that team. And uh, Christian Wood would be one of the top five players that are on my my trade list that the Lakers should try to get. But to get a non-shooting point guard for a non-shooting point guard, I'm not sure that's the greatest answer in the world. No, but I, I understand contracts have to align. No, the only reason that I'd even played around with that is just Christian Wood. <laughs> Okay, well, you know, I wouldn't. Two years too late on that one, my like friend. Jamie you should have got him when I first offered it. Two, two years, years you ago, know what, you don't know what he's what he's like. He was a better shooter from outside than Russell, but he's not in the same class as West. He's Russell. a good player, but he's got a, a yeah. bigger contract now. That's what you got to be. Yeah. Concerned now, if if, if you could get something out of it, like they would accept THT for for Christian Wood, and there's some sense that that's something that could make sense. And maybe that's a deal that could even stand on its own because Christian Wood at twenty, at twenty six is is basically not in the timeline that Jalen Green and these guy and and the Houston Rockets are. You know they're doing they're doing the OKC rebuild type of thing, and so yeah. you know that's a whole different that's a whole different ball game. But so you know we we're doing what we got to do tonight, which is to win those games when when you're, you're not at full strength and, and, and when you got to count on a couple of people, you know, it's not next man up, it's the next three or four men up type of situation, you know? And so I'm happy. Yeah, or the next win. three guys from the uh, foreign league or the G league or. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Well, whatever. Started five rookies the last night. I know. I know. No. Well, you're going to be I, seeing that. You're going to be seeing these guys yeah. on the 10 day hardship deals moved round and round. They're going to go like Isaiah Thomas. He's going to be on, yeah. I'm assuming, before this is but all. Guys are begging to be on the Lakers if, if they ever play basketball anytime in their life. Yeah. Well, he's going to be on the two or three different teams at least. I mean, there's several other players you're going to see that, that are going to be on several but of these. Other there's going to be a couple of guys whose careers are turned around because of this whole thing. Well, Alfonso McKinney signed a full contract right. over the course of the weekend. So I'm happy right. for him. He, yep. he didn't stick with the Lakers. So I'm happy for him because he shot a little bit better with Chicago and he yep. plays that good defense already. So my, my props to him on getting the full end of the season contract. Right. And he's Monroe out of that hardship a, deal. So Greg Monroe got back into the league. After yeah, he yeah, only posted a triple double the other day, yesterday. Yep. So yeah, that's very good. Great game. Yeah, it makes absolutely. you wonder why we waited for Andre Drummond and didn't just Greg get well, Greg Monroe. Boogie, like, boogie. Or, Can I just say boogie? He's he's starting for Milwaukee. I mean, give me a break I, here, Lakers. Listen, you, you had a chance to pick him up in twice, 
and you couldn't get done. But that's another story again for another yeah, the, day. The, but- one, the, one, the one extra thing I want to add, Gerald, is that this really helps the Lakers in a situation that, that other, than, other than the top three teams, and let's say the top four because Memphis only has 14 losses, but other than those four teams, everybody in the West is in the same situation the Lakers are. And they're starting to all of a sudden now the Lakers as will hopefully start to get better as right as they reduce the amount of time that you're going to be in a, in a, in a lockdown situation. So we're going to see a lot of teams that are we're competing with to get into that fifth and sixth slot that are going to be in the same situation that we have been in. Well, let me run it down for everybody right now. The Clippers have uh, Paul George out for a month with elbow injury. And, of course, everybody already knows what's going on with Kawhi. With Denver, they've got their issues with, obviously, still trying to get back to point guard. Michael Porton Jr. is out. You know, just they've got, they've got issues all over the place when it comes to injury. It just seems like Jokic and, again, what Jamie said, Jokic and the G-Leaguers out there at times. So we don't know if they're going to be able to be anywhere near what they should be at this point in time in the season as well. Dallas has had issues with Luka going down. So a lot of issues there. Again, Murray with Denver. So you've got a lot of issues there. And Minnesota is just now getting into that point where, okay, they can be competitive. But how competitive can they really be with the kind of team that they have assembled? Maybe they can go ahead and sneak into a play-in. Looks like it. We don't know for sure. But can they go even higher? Have They haven't been this high in a long time as far as the whole team is concerned so we'll see how far that they can go so it is going to be very competitive but the lakers still have a chance to go ahead and sneak possibly into that four slot because memphis they play Mm -hmm. tomorrow and can gain a game on them so that's something people have to mention and not forget is that the lakers even though memphis is playing extremely well and they just beat the suns yesterday on a john morant last second shot they still have the chance to go ahead and over the course of the next month gain a little bit of ground on Memphis and maybe go ahead and start competing to, for that fourth slot. But again, realistically, Laker Tom, I agree with you. Fifth or sixth slot, they should go ahead and target right now just to be realistic. It still comes down to me as to what they do at the trade deadline. And I, and I think that there's two things that are happening. On the one hand, there's sort of a, the Lakers are looking around and talking to everybody in effective January 15th when Taylor Horton Tucker is eligible to be traded. Um, because he used his bird rights last year. At that point in time, then I think they'll trade him and none in the first round pick for somebody. Yeah. And I think that, you know, the, the candidates that people are talking about that have been in the news are obviously Miles Turner, Jeremy Grant, Cam Reddish, uh, I think Christian Wood, and then maybe uh, maybe uh, Harrison Barnes from Sacramento. They need a guy who's 6'8", or uh, they need a center so that, uh, who who basically can really be a floor stretcher and a rim protector, or they need a small forward, power forward, a guy who can guard the bigger wings and shoot the three. And they've only got enough assets for one of those guys. So they've got three superstars in the starting lineup. I think at this point in time, or once we get everybody back, I think that Reeves will be the other starter at the guard. And I think they'll go for a wing or a center. And then I think there's a second campaign that that's on that I that I think I know that Jamie and other and you don't believe in this, but I happen to believe in in Rich Paul, and I happen to believe that Ben Simmons at some point in time, Russell Westbrook is going to be the best offer that Philadelphia can get for Ben Simmons, and uh, I think that there's a possibility of a trade there, a straight up trade of Westbrook for Simmons uh, with some filler in Philadelphia's side, and I think that that's sort of 
in the background as a secondary thing that I call it sort of a stealth deal that is going on. And I think that as we move along further in the season, Philadelphia gets closer to the trade deadline. I think that there's a realistic chance that they'll do something as opposed to finishing the year and Embiid's situation without being competitive because they haven't replaced Ben Simmons. I'm going to disagree with you on the fact that the the Lakers have the best offer out there for Ben Simmons. I don't think it's even close. I think what V's suggesting is Ben Simmons for a signed Kobe jersey and maybe a replica championship ring. I think that's probably a better offer than Russell Westbrook right now, personally. But, you know, unfortunately, I, they don't I, take V. Unfortunately, they don't take up salary caps. So yeah, that's that's true. But you know, I, I get. I think the Lakers don't have enough to go ahead and get that done. It would be great if they did. You know, if they can, more power to you because Ben Simmons would be awesome on this team. But I really don't see it happening for the Lakers. Kenneth Stone is saying he he's sorry, but the Lakers should keep Westbrook. Again, he's a very uh, you know div- divisive player as far as Laker fans are concerned. I'm on the trade Westbrook. I'm on the never should have gotten Westbrook on the, on the ship there. Laker Tom and Jamie were initially. I want to keep Westbrook. I just think it's a, too much a roller coaster ride for the team, and this team is really not prepared long term in the playoffs to go on a roller coaster ride with Russ. I just think that you're asking for a lot of trouble if that's the case. But Kenneth, you've got some great opinions there. He's saying trade THT. I agree with you there. I think it's time to go ahead and say, you know what, THT, you've had some time to develop with the Lakers. And if you're still not finding consistent outside shot, I think it's about time we try to go ahead and see what we can get for you and evaluate that from there. I also want to make mention before we go ahead and turn over to Jamie Sweet on what he's doing. Plus, I've got a big question I want to ask him on something that developed over the weekend with Adrian Roshanowski's reporting. Want to go ahead and give a big thank you to Asmosis Jones, who's heading up a lot of the viewership on YouTube. He's had a lot of great comments out there, and I truly appreciate it. I wanted to make sure that it does not go unnoticed by us here at the Lakers Fast Break. V Garcia says, keep Monk, trade THT. So we'll see what happens there. I'm hoping that that might be the case, but you know, we'll see again. Westbrook is going to be very divisive, but we'll see what happens again. Of course, next few years, but you got to understand. He is a trade value asset in regards to the fact that his contract comes off the books after next season. And that's 40 million plus right there that could really help a team if it comes off the books. But Jamie, before we head on out, you've got your five things articles at Lakerholics.com that everybody needs to check out. You're doing a great job there. Just like Laker Tom, there's a lot of comments that are all flying around. Want to also go ahead and mention Bubba, who actually gave a shout out to both you and Sean Grice on our last audio episode. So I want to thank him very much to go ahead and his great comments there. But Jamie, before we head on out, want to hear your thoughts, final thoughts on the game, plus also what you're doing at the wonderful column that you have, the five things, because I've got a question for you on the very, very end. Okay. Uh, first off, I have to agree with uh, V Garcia 100% uh, in terms of keeping Monk. Nobody's going to like hearing this, but this is this is this is just what I think. I don't think the Lakers are going to make an in-season trade for a couple of reasons. One, this team hasn't had the time to mesh that I think any of the people who put it together believe is enough time. So I don't see them pulling the plug on it before they see it, and we will maybe get a trade last day of the trade season trade at best. We will not see a trade on January 15th. We will not see a trade by February 1st. We might see a trade on the last day that trading is possible. Might. 
It's important also to remember that Rob Polinka, as a GM, has yet to make an in-season trade. He has never done it, and there are a lot of reasons, I think, why that is. And I won't get into all those right now because it would take a while, but maybe we can talk about that on a Lakers late night. I also agree with Kenneth Stone's reasons as to why we should keep Westbrook. Kenneth, those are excellent reasons, and I agree. I think that's also why you won't see a THC trade, frankly. I think the number one move we could make would be to waive DeAndre Jordan as soon as humanly possible so that we could free up <laughs> space to possibly keep Stanley Johnson. Or, frankly, I would offer Greg Monroe a contract over oh. DeAndre Jordan. Well, Bazemore is also another name that's been tossed around because he has underperformed yeah, this season I'm, as well. I mean, I would I, – I, he's a guy who, Rondo. Sorry, Rondo fans out there. I think he'd be a great coach. I've talked about this before, but – yeah, I think you're going to want Rondo in the playoffs. Much. I think you're going to want both those guys in the playoffs. You're going to need okay. them for spot defense, and you're going to need them for spot for some spot contributions. If you uh, get playoff Rondo, I think. Listen, I, you know, the reason you don't doubt people is because they are who they are, and I think that we <laughs> will indeed get. I mean, it won't be playoff Rondo that we got two years ago. It'll be a smaller version of playoff Rondo, and you just have to know when to deploy playoff Rondo when he can most be effective. And that's what we'll see. This is a Laker team that is not built for regular season success. And it never was. And all the things that have hindered us this whole season have hindered us more than I think anybody expected. The defense has had an especially rough start. Uh, The gelling of Westbrook and LeBron and AD has taken an exceptionally long time due to COVID and injuries and and all sorts of, you know, boondoggles and, you know, is the reality that we still have to play the NBA season and try to win NBA games? hundred percent. But I see that the, if the goal is five or six, I feel like that's attainable given the state of things in the West. One through three is totally out. I don't see us chipping into that top three. I don't even know about Memphis, but I said McGee, didn't I? I meant DeAndre Jordan, but they're yes, not going to trade. I know McGee. V Garcia wants to get McGee back. In, We're in, not getting in, McGee uh, back. You know, line he's of things, playing, he, and he's having a great season as a backup yep, in Phoenix. Yeah, but what's not happening? Banish that thought from your head, V. No, no <laughs> but anyway, it's 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 five great things that'll be a happier five great things, or just five things. Now you got me saying it, great things. Uh, I think you should rename it. Laker Tom, please, can you go ahead and make sure it's rechanged to five? They're not always great things, though. It's not just not. No, 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 no. We'd have to put in a five bad things. Right. Yeah. Now you're making me do 10 things. It's enough to do five. Okay. Fair enough. Fair enough. Well, we can do a split personality thing. You could do, you know, five great things in this half and five bad things coming out of the other side of your mouth. But isn't that every episode? I mean, I could have called it five fangs. Well, five, yeah, this no, mostly I'd say it's three to two, three bad things and two good things. Okay. Mostly. Well, fair enough. But I wanted to ask you. I do your balance. But I wanted to ask you real quick, Jamie, before we head over to Even Laker more Tom. of a glass half empty. That's not even glass half empty. That's glass mostly empty. Come on. Well, man. that's glass 40% empty or 60% empty. Ask v Garcia, I don't know what number we're on. I, I know for the Lakers fast break, it's we're on number 402. This will be 402. <laughs> That's all I know right now. We're signaling the ref for a quick timeout, but we'll be back with more of the Lakers fast break podcast. Hey, Lakers fans. Looking for the best place to go for up-to-date news, information, original videos, articles, podcasts, opinion pieces, and discussions about the Los Angeles Lakers, well, look no further than Lakerholics.com. 
with a legion of followers always there talking about everything Lakers and the NBA, there's no better place to go to share your fandom as the team heads toward another championship run. So stop by and be part of the conversation today at Lakerholics.com. JB, before we head on out, my friend, I wanted to go ahead and ask you real quick. It was reported by Adrian Wojnowski that there was some momentum gaining on an in-season tournament, which, again, you're going to have to sell me on. The plan was a hard sell for me, but once I saw it in action, I really like it. This, I'm not so sure. I'm not really digging this. You know, a million dollars for each player, when most of them make countless more money, I really don't think that they're going to go ahead and make the great effort on a lot of occasions, unless you're one of the back-end players. But your thoughts on the in-season tournament? And Laker Tom, I'm going to ask you the same thing before we head on out. I mean, I need I need a little more information. It's it's all kind of vague. Sounds almost like, like a game show. Yeah, but I could see it having value. I mean, I I'm a big. Let me put it this way. I'm a big. Uh, I, I like FIFA. I'm not a huge FIFA fan. I'm a big FIFA fan. I enjoy, well, that's where he's I, getting the inspiration from, Adam Silver. Totally, and those tournaments are a lot of fun, and they generate a lot of excitement and interest in the sport. You know, there's reasons for that. That's more. It's more a part of soccer culture because. That's just how it's always, you know, it's always been that way. And a lot of things take time to, 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 to cut, to, you know, be accepted as, as a positive and people are in general resistant to change. So it's like, I like the idea of it, but I, I still need to see specifics before I'm sold on it being a good idea. I think it could be a really nice way for some of the teams who, I mean, I, I just need to see how it's structured. If it's like playoffs, like light, like the good teams are still like, I, I got to see what, I got to see what it, what it, what it all equals to. Does that mean like at some point, like the Sacramento Kings would just be able to like get into the playoffs to be annihilated by somebody in the first round? Cause that, that's not that entertaining to me. Is it a way? Money is the only thing at stake. Yeah. See that. It's not, it's not like, it's not like the soccer tournaments where you can move up into the first division. See that to me is a little more. I, I feel like I that's, thought it'd be a great idea for the for you to take play to have the playoffs be mid season, and the top eight teams play just themselves for the rest of the season, and the bottom eight teams play themselves for the rest of the season, and at the end of the season, the bottom eight teams can get the seventh and eighth spots, and the right. top top groups you get the first six spots. Something then it's a like playoff. That. Then it's a tournament that really counts because it decides whether you're a. Well, you're an A team or a B team, man. Right. I, I, I think they need for money. The they need to add a zero. Teams. Yeah, ten million per player makes a little more. Yeah. Well, Sorry. I think it should one be million. Pot, and, I'm not sure you know LeBron what? is just like going to go all out for that. You know what I mean? <laughs> that's, so. that's well. That's yeah. Stupid. Why don't you make it's it fifty million? Fifty million to the winner and have a one-on-one contest. Right. There you go. And then I would. I, that would. I would pay to watch that. I think. Or you do should... like a game show. You just want a brand new car. Pay, pay pay by performance. Pay by yeah. performance. The highest plus minus gets the highest share of uh, the money, and the person with the lowest plus minus has to well, pony but up. But then guys could make errors to in order to hurt other guys on the floor. Oh, I know. Minus. Whatever. All, all I'm saying is, I just need to see a little more specifics. I'd like to see. Pay I would by like points. By points, blocks, rebounds. Or like goals allowed, field goals not allowed. Like how you can score bonus points in soccer. Or winner take all. You know, hundred million dollars. Yeah. To, see, I, I don't know. All of that, that that's what I mean. There just needs to be a little bit more. I need to see some really more The ultimate stuff. money ball. <laughs> it would be interesting. What I start to wonder is like when it comes down to like statistics, how that starts to like influence things. Like 
conversation, you know, like, you know, if you're the greatest how player. Gonna, how hard are they going to play if the games don't count? That's my and question. It's only for money. That's my question. I mean, now they, they managed to get the all-star game to be competitive with this, this new format. I was really. I like the format. But I think the NBA in general does a better job of yeah. using the all-star weekend to highlight the best aspects of the game through the skills, yeah. through the three-point shooting, right. through the G League game, the, or rather, not the G League game, the up-and-comers. They do a really good job of making the entire weekend feature. A whole tournament, but a tournament, man, a tournament with all of the teams in it. Man, what happens to the guys who get hurt in it? I mean, man, I mean, you know. Or, or what happens if what happens if none of the good guys play? What if what if it's what if it's the end of the benches versus the end of the benches and a couple of two way guys? You know, what if you don't play any good guys? Why yeah, wouldn't you play any good guys? I mean, that's right. Why wouldn't you just use it? Why not use it as a practice session? And and for lack of a better, right. you know, like all right, we're going to run some plays. Some we're going to work some out of bounds stuff. LeBron, you're going to play well, about we, five we could minutes. Have an LA tournament. We could have a California tournament, and we take all of four California teams, and then we could play each other, and we wouldn't have to travel uh, back. Yeah, to I don't know. I, I, all of this stuff. Just, we do that in summer league already. Exactly. There's there's mm-hmm. so I'm I'm a little I'm a little leery, but I'm also intrigued because I like to watch basketball. I like for it to be exciting and important. But to be honest, that's why I don't hadn't really watched too this many. This one sounds like it's gonna be a dud. No, I it could be. It really could be. Could it be, could, could be, be like trying to Yeah. I mean well I, I'm really not there way. yet on it either. Let's put mm-hmm. it this way. From a fan standpoint, it could very well be a dud. From a financial influx of cash for the league standpoint, it will be good. So Whatever the measure of that is. <laughs> you know, if they just expand the league by two teams, there's some nice yeah. round of cash. They could do that. Then you got 32 league. teams. You got 16 in each league, which makes so much sense. This yeah. 15 in each league is so dumb. You, you know, you, it, fix the, you fix the Seattle mistake and find an East Coast team and walk away. Well, you give one to Vegas, Seattle and Vegas, and you move two of the teams to the East. Who would you move East? New Orleans? Uh, and... be my, my uh, team that I would move East. Seattle and Vegas would be the teams I would bring in. Then mm-hmm. you're talking later on by the end of the decade, maybe as, as travel becomes easier, Mexico City and London, you probably bring those in. Canada is more receptive. More Canadian teams. You don't have to in. move them. You don't have to move them, Jamie. They're already there. That's what, but they play in the West. <laughs> well, <laughs> they may play Mem- in but the Memphis, is, Memphis is so far east right now. I would probably start with them first, moving them to the Memphis east. and but, New Orleans. Yeah, but before we head on out, guys, I wanted to go ahead and make mention that was a great discussion. If you have thoughts out there on an in-season tournament. Time out, time out. V. Garcia really doesn't like San Antonio. Yes, yes, that's true. (laughs) Boo Spurs, there you go. But he does really love Jared Dudley. He's got to go ahead and put in Jared Dudley on every single conversation. How does he live? How do you live, V? How do you you? There you go. I follow him on Facebook, and it seems like he has a terrific family, and I wish him all the best and a happy and safe new year. And everybody else as well that's watched and listened to us, I wish you nothing but the best in 2022. But before we end and out, Laker Tom's got a brand new article, which unfortunately they still have not adhered to yet, but how the Lakers could return to their defensive roots and win a championship. It's a good article, good read. I just had a chance to read it over the course of the past few hours, and I really enjoyed what I read. But unfortunately, they're not there on the defensive roots yet. But tell us a little about what's going on at LakerHolics.com. And just want to make sure that you go ahead and let everybody know about your great article there and some of your interesting trades and why they should follow you at Laker Tom on Twitter as well. Well, first, for those who have not had the fortune of going to Lakerholics.com and joining the conversation, 
we invite you to please come by. I, I think what's different about the site is that number one, it's it was created and run by fans, not by professionals. And secondly, for yourself, I am a professional. Well, it's, yeah, yeah, Gerald, you're definitely a professional. Professional right? what? I don't know. The, you're the podcaster <laughs> extraordinaire. And you didn't help. Ruby was going to say something and I muted. <laughs> I'm definitely not a professional. Come on, man. Look, look. <laughs> but you the point say when I'm a professional. That, uh, we have different. We have it, like the time went by. We do things fine. differently than you will in any of the aggregated sites that you go to. For one thing. We curate the news so that, that we, we basically don't just post art, post news comments and so forth. We'll actually pull the type, the parts of the article that we thought were important, and we'll start discussions on those uh, those particular points. And so you get you get a great series of discussions that are curated by the people that are at the site all of the time, both the, the management of the site as well as the regular members that come there regularly and, and visit the site, as well as the thousands that just basically visit the site, but don't participate in the conversations. So it's one of the places where you can go if you, you know, the things that we like best of all are, are let's say, the out-of-the-box ideas, the ideas of, of LeBron playing the five, the idea of playing small ball, the idea of, of trading for this guy or trading for that guy. Caruso was a big fan of everybody on the site. Austin Reeves is a big fan of everybody on the site. We've got fans for every one of the players on the team. We try to be respectful for everybody, but it's a great opportunity that if you want to revel in in the wins and criticize and rant about the losses Which they uh, do. with a bunch of people that share your love for the Lakers, uh, Lakerholics.com is a place for you. So please come by and join us. And no Absolutely. ads. Yes. Well, there's, And again, they're a great article that was just put up by Laker Tom on how the Lakers could return to their defensive roots and win a championship. Plus, also as well, check out his article on three explosive personnel decisions Rob Polinka and the Lakers must make. Also as well, there is the five things column with Jamie Sweet's reports on the games and his personal thoughts on the Lakers with each and every game. Tomorrow's game is going to be very interesting because that's going to take place, fans out there on the West Coast, at 5 o'clock Pacific time. It is the Lakers heading into the very, very good and very impressive Memphis Grizzlies I know that Laker Tom and I, the last time we saw them, were very complimentary about them. Taylor Jenkins is becoming a very notable coach. They didn't have Ja either, you know. Yeah, well, I mean, and they normally play lousy with Ja. And now they've got Ja understanding where he needs to play and where Mm -hmm. he needs to go ahead and fill in as the superstar for the team. Desmond Bain from the outside is playing tremendous in his second year, so please watch out for him. The rest of the team is really, really good, and it fits together really well. So please uh, go ahead and check that out the game uh, against the Lakers tomorrow at Memphis. I'm hoping for a Lakers victory. I'm hoping that this offense is a good measuring stick for where we are and whether yeah. or not we learned anything tonight. Absolutely, indeed. But I'm hoping for a win tomorrow night against the Memphis Grizzlies. We'll be back here tomorrow for the game report after the game. So We'll go ahead and let everybody know what happened during the course of the game if you couldn't get a chance to catch it, if you're still on your way home or whatnot. But we hope everybody will get a chance to catch the game. And after that, catch us here at Lakers Fast Break on Facebook. Also as well, Lakers Fast Break on YouTube. At Lakers Fast Break, wherever you get your 
podcasts, of course. You can go ahead and check us out there each and every time. And I want to give a big special thank you to everybody that were here today to go ahead and watch and listen to our show because we had a huge response out there initially when we came on the air. So I want to thank everybody that had a chance to watch us. We truly appreciate it. Love the comments out there. Again, thank you so much to V Garcia. Thank you so much to Kenneth Stone. Thank you so much to Twart, Kenneth Stone, Joseph, Alvin, V, Elton for your big thumbs up. Big shout out. There you go. Alvin right there for you. I still feel cold when I'm looking at Jamie Sweet there trapped in his garage. But I will say as well, big shout out to Osmosis Jones. Okay, he's not trapped in his garage, but he just looks like trapped in my garage. There you go. He's out of the house by his wife. I've yeah, V Garcia keys. says, Jamie Sweet, hope they let you back inside. V Garcia, I've got keys. Says, I don't let myself back my guy. Well, you know what? V Garcia is the official president of the Laker Tom fan club. Kenneth Stone, you got a new follower here. Thank you so much for following us right here at the Lakers Fast Break. But we will be back tomorrow after the game against Memphis. We truly appreciate it. We know there's a lot of other Lakers sites, we know there's a lot of other Lakers podcasts video places everywhere you can go ahead and get your stuff but we truly appreciate you taking the time out of your day to catch us right here at the lakers fast break